How's it going, everyone? Um, another match, another disappointing result for Orange County SC fans. Uh, and it's not going to get any easier as they look at a midweek matchup coming up against the top of the West in Sacramento. Uh, and then a Saturday match against the uh, ever so popular here in Orange County, Phoenix Rising. We'll get into that. We also uh, have a scheduled guest to join us and, and a lot more. It's, it's time for some fun. Let's have some fun here. Welcome to the podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me this week to help out with this task, we've got Mr. Nathan, um, County Line Coalition member and also a, a contributor on our website with a lot of written stuff. Nathan, um, A, congratulations. First time you've ever been introduced first, I believe, on the podcast. Uh, and B, how are things going for you? Outside of Orange County Soccer Club, how are things going in your life in general? Yeah, things are going pretty well, I'd say. Uh, trying to divide into like the college scene, I'd say. Work going well. Life going well. You know, can't complain about any of it, really. Can't complain about the stuff that truly matters. Although on this podcast, uh, there's something that matters to a lot of us, the people that listen, those of us that contribute to this. Oh, and by the way, Nathan's the only one helping me out tonight, uh, unless – any of our other co-hosts are able to uh, sneak in here. I know a lot of them are busy with life stuff, but hey, we're still going to make this fun. We're going to try and do stuff. That means I had to actually sort of, uh, you know, look into some stats and pay attention to what happened in the match this past weekend. I will try and help out as much as I can. I'm going to admit uh, there was a, a couple times where I turned it off uh, out of frustration, then turned it back on to, to continue watching, and then turned it off again. Um, due to some frustration. We will get into all of that. Uh, but before we get to the on-field, uh, like the action on the pitch, uh, we do have an update from the topic that we talked about last week, which was the uh, alleged use of a homophobic slur on the pitch by an Orange County player. We've now come to learn the outcome of that and that that player was uh, Kevin Partita. Kevin has been suspended by the league for uh, six matches for um, his uh, actions on the pitch. She did come out with a, a statement um, shortly after the announcement on there. And uh, you know, his, his, his statement was basically first and foremost, um, I want to unequivocally and take responsibility for what took place without any excuses and express the remorse felt immediately after. And in the time since I understand the severity and harmfulness of this word and want to apologize to the San Diego loyal players um, and club my club, our league, our fans, and the LGBTQ plus community for not upholding the values established by all. I recognize the extensive work done to promote inclusivity and reject discrimination in our sport, and my actions were detrimental uh, in these values, which I also believe in. I fully accept any and all consequences, and I commit to being more thoughtful at all times, on and off the field, as well as hold myself to a higher standard. So let me uh, say 
regardless of what anyone's opinion on on the uh, you know what the punishment was, because I know there are some people that thought um, it should have been more harsh. I thought there were some people that thought um, it was warranted based on what we've seen from other um, aspects, uh, things that have happened in other leagues. Um, and there, there's obviously there's some people that thought it was unnecessary or too harsh. Um, so we're not here to debate that. That that was the outcome of that. Um, but I do want to say, prop you know, props to um, everyone involved, the clubs, the league for quickly resolving this. Um, hopefully, Kevin's response or his his statement is a genuine statement. It's not someone that you know typed up a statement for him and he read it out. I I from reading it and from what I feel, what I know, it seems like a very genuine statement. And, and hopefully, in the end, right? Hopefully, it was a learning experience for all, not just Kevin, but for everyone. Right. And and this is part of growing is, and this is something I teach my, my young kids all the time is you're going to make mistakes in life. You're going to do stuff that you shouldn't do um, sometimes worse than others. Uh, But all you can do is take accountability and grow and learn from it. And if you grow and learn, it means you won't make those same mistakes in the future. Then you you've succeeded at least in that. Yeah. Obviously something bad happens. It sucks, but you move on for it. You learn. Um, and you take ownership of it. That's all you can ask for. And that's what it seems that happened on here. Um, I know some of you can potentially look at, uh, you know, what happened. And, and again, look at what happened in other leagues. Nathan, um, your thoughts. Again, I, I don't want to get into the debate of the punishment. That's, that, that's something that can happen on social media. But what are your thoughts? Um, is, is this a conclusion? Do you uh, appreciate everything that happened and, and Kevin's statement? Or is there any concerns in your mind from any of that? Um, I mean, it's just all around a pretty honestly it's a bad look for everyone i'd say like i did like it's the heat of the moment it's a rivalry game but you just it's just some things that you just cannot under any circumstances say to anyone anything so i feel like the apology was sincere i do feel like it was a just punishment and let's just put this to bed learning experience for all, all of us i say and just move on and, and in all honesty, right, even even us uh, as people not involved in that fans and stuff, it was a learning experience. I know last week uh, our co-host Larry shared, you know, how he learned from this experience. And hopefully in the end, uh, everyone that was involved, including Kevin, uh, anyone else that may have been uh, in the heat of the moment at the club, any fans, we've all grown from it. We've all learned from it. We've become better people. Um, and, and the only way you prove that happens is you don't make the same mistakes twice. Um, but again, um, no one's perfect in this world. I've made mistakes. I'm sure, Nathan, you've made mistakes in your life. My kids make mistakes all the time, and we have to punish them for stuff. And I just tell them, learn from it, grow, become better people, and don't make those mistakes again. So that's what will help on there. Hopefully, um, you know, no more issues like this in the future, not just from Kevin, but from anyone involved with the team, anyone involved with the league, heck, anyone involved with, uh, you know, life in general, right? Um, now let's talk about the the fun stuff. Uh, this past weekend, Orange County made the trip up the coast to Oakland. Actually, they made the trip to Hayward, I believe, is where um, the was it Cal State East Bay is located. Um, let me just say this. I, I tried watching the stream on both my TV and my phone, and I don't know if it was just me and maybe I had a weird stream connection, but it looked really dark um, once, the, once the sun went down and, you know, Early in the match, you know, it's nice and light because the sun's still shining. But I feel like as you got later in the match, it seemed really dark all around that that stadium or that pitch. I don't know if it was just me. Nathan, did you experience that same thing when you were watching the stream as it got a little bit later into the match that it was a little dark? I mean, yeah, like I wouldn't say it's like probably 
the best venue to host a soccer game because, like, I think at least Bay, it's there's only bleachers on like one side of the court or the, the pitch, whatever. And so, like, the lights probably just like cover the field. So, yeah, I probably looked a little dark. See, like, right here in highlights, it's just, yeah, like, you can barely tell what's going on towards the line. And, you know, so definitely, I think just more the venue it was at, I ran a stream. Yeah. And, and you know, and it could have just been a play in my eyes because basically anywhere but the stands and the pitch is pretty much like just pure darkness around the stadium. And I know um, anyone that watches stuff at our stadium, there's stuff that's outside, outside of the stadium. The stadium. There's, there's a bunch of lights light. outside of the stadium. So you're going to see a lot of, of light surrounding the stadium. Obviously for um, East Bay here, it's pretty dark. Now let's talk about what happened on the pitch. Um, we just watched on the highlights. If you're watching live the first goal uh, and we got the great replay to come up and see more of this. Um, I would say unlucky deflection there. I believe it was, what was it? Dylan powers with an unlucky deflection there um, right to the uh, Oakland goal scorer for an easy, just blast into the net. Nothing anyone could do on that. Uh, is there anything to blame on that? I, I get it. Like the coverage leading up to that deflection was, you know, maybe yeah, I think was this the one where there was like a really bad giveaway that led to it? Or was that a future goal? I can't remember. Um, no, it was, a, but, it was this one. It was this one. Okay. It, it was that one. Yep. Yeah. So the bad giveaway, um, I forget who gave it away. I'm not even going to look back at it. You know, you might remember Nathan, if you want to call it the name, go for it. Um, but uh, the defense did track back. And the uh, again, I think it was Dylan Powers that got his foot on the ball. That's what you train anyone that's in front of the goal. You at least try and get your foot on the ball and get it out of there, or at least get a deflection. So if there's someone waiting to blast that in, it, it's deflected. Just unfortunately goes right to the Oakland player. Um other than the the sloppy giveaway, uh, we can't really blame too much on the defense if there or call, or, or uh, the goalie there um, because they did what they're supposed to do, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan. You can you can totally disagree with me if you want. I mean, it's not like we can blame the defense, but like I can remember, like this is our two center backs on Saturday are not center backs; they are midfielders by trade. And the first goal, it's a bad pack pass again. And it's just, it's frustrating to watch, honestly. Like, nothing you can ever do about it. The, the, and then one of the other things I noticed that really hurt Orange County a lot was the pace on that right side for, for Oakland. Orange County just could not keep up with the pace on the right side. I, I remember there was one of the moments I was watching Dogman just like looked like he was jogging compared to whoever it was out there. It might be the guy that we're looking at right now, or it might have been someone else. Uh, but man, it, it Orange County looked like four steps slow on the defense. And like you said, not natural defenders for some of those positions, which we'll get into that. That's that that's deja vu. That seems like last season problems, and we thought we had solved those coming into the season. Um what was how do you deal with pace like that? I mean, Orange County really doesn't have they don't have anyone on their wing backs that are pacey like that right I, I if i can recall no i mean it's not really like if you really want to like defend against like speedy wieners when you don't have the speed to match that i'd say it's really just like don't get into it don't play a high line you can't can't have any fast breaks can't even counters and yeah so it's i think at this point it's just it was probably probably the worst team we have played Against, I'll say that in a very fast team in Oakland that just killed us on that 
right side, down the middle. So, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, move on. Yeah, no, Oakland's, Oakland's pace really hurt Orange County in this. And you can see there the, the first two goals from uh, Formella and Murad. I mean, if you look at the, the game flow chart, I mean, it's all green there. There's little, little, tiny, little slivers of red going on, which is the Orange County. I think it's supposed to be orange, but it's more red. Um, and then the green for Oakland. It's a lot of green in that section. Towards the end of the match, obviously, with Orange County trailing, um, there's going to be more pressure from them. They're going to have a little bit more uh, pressure, probably more possession, as Oakland is sitting back just trying to preserve the, the match uh, and preserve the three points. Uh, and then they get a third goal in that as well. Um, was there anything that you saw, Nathan, any bright side from this match at all um, that you could, uh, that you can leave and be happy with, or is this something where you just have to throw away everything that happened to this match, move on um, and, and face the number one team in the West in Sacramento. Now I will say the one good thing that I will mention is that if you go back, if you look at like that flow chart thing we just saw, as soon as like the the graph started going in our, in our favor, was about when Owen Lambie is it Lamb or Lambie? I'm not sure how it pronounced it yet. Honestly, honestly, I, I I don't know yet, and I um, sort of wasn't watching most of the part where he came on. I saw him come on, but I didn't really pay attention much in there because at that point I was sort of just disgusted by the match. And yeah, you can. Anyone that wants to, you can you can bash me all you want for not being you know a true fan and watching the whole match. But I was just over it at that point, point. Um, and I, I saw him come on the pitch. I thought that was pretty awesome. Maybe I should have been more excited and watched it um, at that point. But that that's someone right. That was one of those sign uh, signings that a lot of Orange County fans were excited about, um, and we haven't gotten a chance to see him yet. So hopefully that's a big uh, opportunity for some improvement and. I guess if you're correct, Nathan, like from when he came on, all that good red there is Orange County stuff. So again, some of that has to do with probably Oakland conceding possession, dropping back, sort of parking the bus a little bit to try and just preserve the three points. But part of it can be um, Owen jumping onto the pitch and, and creating a little bit of action out there. Um, but good, good. I guess that's the positive you're looking at, right? Is we've seen Owen now, maybe we'll see some more for him and, and maybe he'll make a, a big impact for this club. Yeah, no, I definitely like, definitely like, we came on definitely. We definitely had the better play from it's like ten minutes or so. Like he just put in your balls, helps us as a right back. Kind of actually kind of like somewhat like facilitated the offense for a bit, which we shouldn't really say that as our right back, but it was definitely like a much a needed spark, I'll say. And, and Russell wants us to discuss something. We will get to this Russell really quick here, but I, I want to talk about. Are we concerned? Last season, one of the biggest topics on this podcast was the lack of depth in the defense, especially the center back position um, with Rob Kiernan out all season. We had, you know, uh, what's, uh, man, I, I, I'm so like crazy frustrated right now. I, I forget. To, I can't remember names right now. We had like one defender and it was like the main guy. Um, was it, was it right here. Oh, there you go. Michael. Yeah, they, yeah. They, see, <laughs> I need to look at your screen and then I'd be able to get the answer. Right. Um, and, and then it was like makeshift. It was just throwing in whatever we can. Our, our, of course, our favorite Albie Scandy played a lot back there and got bashed a lot on our podcast because of it. Um, I, I, I felt like we were all pretty excited that Orange County sort of fixed that depth issue by signing a lot of good defenders. And lo and behold, we go into this match and we don't have defenders, um, for some of those positions. Is this, you know, 2022 all over again? Are we going to have issues like this all season? Are you concerned about that, Nathan? 
or is this maybe just a, a one match thing and and we're gonna be back to normal hopefully on Wednesday? See, like, and I'll honestly like last season. I'd say we looked somewhat decent by this point in the season. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, we weren't like playoff team by any stretch, no. But it's just I feel like it was a little bit more like consistent in that like we actually had a plan. I think this game, the injuries to the back line, it was injuries or sickness or what, but like so I think we're probably in for a bad year, if not worse year than last season, which is really hard to say. But yeah. So I think in for the long run, as I'd say. Just have to. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about what Russell was asking, right? Discuss the and, and his questions or his statement is discuss the fact that in game it's game two of the new coach and we haven't seen any meaningful difference in play. Um, obviously, I, I think I was one of the first ones to say it's very difficult midseason to make major changes to tactics because when you bring in certain players, you bring them in to fit a specific type of system. And that's what you've trained all preseason. You've trained so far this season. Um, and that's what was done with this. And, and it was really, really, I mean, it, the club was really vocal about this was coach Richard Chapo's first true off season to bring in his players and the, the, the tactics that he wants to um, put on this team. So the players that were brought into were to fit coach Richard Chapo's tactics and what he wanted to do. Now, obviously we flash, back a couple seasons ago when uh, Brayden Cloutier is released, Richard Chablow comes in and changes up some tactics and it worked. And we went on a run. We had the players that can work in those tactics. We won a championship. Um, I, I think I said a few weeks back, it's going to be very difficult to make major changes to the tactics, the way it's constructed and with the coach that came in and um, and, and sort of that's what we've seen so far. And, and unfortunately it's hard to do that mid season like this. Um, when you have very limited training schedules to, to do what you can. Right. Um, so let me ask you this because it, we were seeing some comments on the chats, right. That they're agreeing that we're not seeing any change in the gameplay. Uh, maybe we've regressed, um, you know, we, we've got what do we have here? You know, wh- what do you expect from the new coach? Uh, is is it realistic for fans to want to see a, a drastic change in tactics? Um, and Or is it we were spoiled a couple seasons back and we went on a magical run when we made a coaching change? So now we have that in our minds and now we're sort of thinking, hey, we made a coaching change. It should all change. We should – things are fixed now, right? What 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 do you think plays in all this? I, I know there's not one straight answer, but what do you think plays into all this? Or what are your thoughts on this, right? That, that's – we, we have no answers. I'm going to tell you this, folks. We don't know. We, we don't have a magic crystal ball that tells us what the precise answer. This is all going to be our opinions. I, I, I want to know what Nathan thinks on this. Is, is our, should we see – should things be going better now that uh, Coach Carlson's in charge two matches in? Um, and are we disappointed at this point from the way things have gone? Or is this something you may have expected? I mean, like, it's just – I cannot seem to see, like – there's not, like – one bad thing that's just like super bad it's it's just a bunch of little things that are just going wrong for us so like if we have like carlson before coming to ocsc he was a head coach like he has experience 
doing his stuff, I'd say. And so with, with like the style of play, it's not all that different, but it is visually different. So like, I know that, especially in the last half on Saturday, we actually did play for the midfield, play out, play, played wide. It wasn't just kick ball. And so, but at the same time, these are Chaplow's players they brought in. I know he brought in Andrew Fox, who is a very good center back at playing the long ball, playing over midfield to our forwards. Now, I don't know. I don't know if we have the forwards to that fit that style of play, like we do it with Adamas or even like in, in a Volson or even like a, even, even like in a Coley who could play hold up with the ball. You know, he, he wasn't the fastest guy, but he would, he was a physical dude. He held the ball for us. Milan and the Air Forwards, I, I feel like a better, much better off like going one on one, carrying the ball with them. They're not, they're, they're not, I don't want to say they're not meant to play a style, but like it's obviously what they are good at. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at this right. I, I'm going to just say this is we were really spoiled with what happened in 2021. We made a coaching change and everything just worked out perfectly you know the 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 dominoes lined lined up they fell correctly we won a championship typically and and props to dylan who's not here tonight to to sort of uh you know talk about this right props to dylan he he sort of was saying this all along is like we had a magical run it it worked out but it it, he was like obviously he wasn't all for getting rid of uh coach brayden cludier at the time um but we sort of got spoiled with that and even I was like excited for the coach to change there. And I, I look back at it. A lot of it is just, Hey, last time this happened, everything turned out. Okay. And it worked out. Right. The, the problem here is again, we, we heard all off season that this is Richard Chaplow's team. These are the players he wanted for his tactics that he's implementing in this off season. Um, it didn't work out, unfortunately for coach Richard Chaplow and amazing guy. And, and sorry, that didn't happen. It worked out, but now we have the new, the new coach, but it's still the same players. And I want to say so far, what I'm seeing is maybe the chemistry hasn't, we haven't gelled as a team yet. Uh, There's still a lot of times where maybe they're not making the right pass or the right move or the defense is, you know, not quite there. Um, and, And unfortunately, you know, our goalie hasn't really had, I don't know as, um, Cody Cropper had a clean sheet yet so far. Yes, maybe one, but I'd, I'd hope to see more clean sheets from a goalkeeper. Nothing against Co- uh, uh, Cody, but, uh, and, and it's not, we've, we've always said this and I teach my kids this. It's not the goalie's fault. Most of the time, most of the time it's the defense let you down. And now it's up to you to make an amazing save or a goal goes in. Um, it sucks because the goalie is held responsible for, for the goals that are let into the net. But a lot of time it's not his fault. It's the defense's fault. Um, I, I haven't seen the cohesion cohesion with this team. And part of that maybe is again, a lot of new players that came in um, a coaching change now mid season, uh, some players injured, some players coming back, some players going to play with the youth, youth national team. Um, a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, I think that, to be realistic with this club, with the coaching change made midseason, is it's going to be a rough month or two until you can implement the new the new strategy. If if we're expecting a drastic change in the the, the game plan, right? 
if we're hoping to just see little tactical changes here and there, then it can obviously be implemented more, more quickly. Uh, unfortunately, it sucks. And I, and I know as fans, we all want to see a winning team. Uh, I, I think a lot of us are still looking at Orange County as a championship club. Hey, when we do our intro, we talk about we're the podcast of champions. And we're always going to be able to say that because we have won a championship. Um, so we get to claim that, right? But unfortunately, um, I, I feel like 2021 was one of those things where I'd say it's like going to Vegas and putting all your money on like whatever on one little thing that has like really little odds to win and it, you still win. Right. And that's what 2021 was for us. Just, it worked out perfectly. Everything happened. Right. Um, the players were just in the right zone after the change. Uh, and it could be, who knows? I mean, it, the change to Carlson maybe isn't as big of a change for a lot of these players. Cause a lot of time when you make a coaching change, you might see like the first few games, the players pull off these magical um, goals or magical plays and it works out and it looks amazing. And then you come back to reality. Hasn't quite happened yet. Um, I, I want to say, give it time. Uh, unfortunately, that's what we have to look at in this situation. Uh, uh, and, and unfortunately we all came into this season really excited. We thought there was some really good moves and signings that were made. We thought uh, we, we heard from the club all season long. Hey, it, it, it's Richard Chaplow. He's got his system. He's got his players. We're going to be excited for this. Um, but yeah, that that's that's what maybe is going to happen, and and maybe we have to lower our expectations at least for the next couple months. Now, in two months, if we're still playing like this, and we're still, what what are we at right now? We're we've played ten matches, and we are at what uh, six points. So yeah, so in ten matches from now, if we're only at twelve points, then we're going to have to say this is not. The change isn't working. Maybe it's the players at that point. Maybe we have to look at the players. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's frustrating. I get it, Orange County fans. It's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for us. Uh, I know, you know, Nathan's writing stuff up, and I'm sure after some of these matches, it's like, oh, I got to write an article, or before the matches, oh, I got to write a preview. What am I going to say differently than I've been saying the last uh, few weeks? We come onto the show and we're talking. What can we say differently? We're losing. It's not working. The, I, I'm sh- I, I can guarantee you the club is trying to figure out what's not working and how to fix it. I'm, I'm going to 100% say, I, I don't think Carlson's sitting there with the, the players and they're, you know, just sitting there around, you know, talking and, and drinking beers if, for those that are old enough and they're just not even practicing, right? They're trying to figure out how to work this out. They're trying to figure out what they can do. Um, Obviously, it, it, it's not an easy job. I coach kids soccer, and I can admit it's not an easy thing to do to try and do, you know, figure out strategy mid-game, mid-match, or even between matches. Um, so th- that's just my thought on it. Uh, let me look and see. What, what did some of our – what were some of the comments that we had on here? I did see um, – Russell did say the players didn't want to play for Braden. I, I don't know for sure if that was the case. Um, Russ also said uh, – Realize most of the personnel decisions are Oliver and Pete. Chapel had sway, but not the final call. I, I, I can get you on that, Russell. But I, I, I know talking with people from the club, the message was this is Richard Chaplow's team. We're bringing in Richard Chaplow's players, the players that he needs and wants to succeed. I get it. He doesn't make the final call typically. It is Oliver, Peter that are are the ones doing a lot of the the scouting work and and negotiations. But again, from what I remember hearing with the club. 
um, messages. And, and maybe it's just they're smart and they're putting the blame on someone else. But I, I, a lot of the messages were this is Richard Chaplow's team and his players. Um, let's do this. We're, we're going to stop the talk about this. We're going to bring on a guest here really quick just to, to sort of go into a different uh, path here. Uh, we've got a guest, first time joining our show, I believe. Um, and uh, this is a man that came from UC Irvine to Orange County Soccer Club uh, and uh, joined the team. So let me welcome uh, Orange County midfielder Ashish Chada. I'm going to introduce you or I'm going to welcome you by saying zot, zot, zot. Welcome to the podcast. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. I mean, obviously we could be doing better if there's some more wins going on with this club, but we know the club's trying to figure it out. I'm sure you guys are working hard to try and figure out how to get some wins on the board. Let me ask you this question though, because you transitioned from UCI coming to Orange County as a professional. We've seen players do that in the past. Most recently uh, there's Danny Crisosimo who came over from UCI, uh, played with Orange County for a couple seasons, then moved on. And now he's, you know, I believe still playing with LAFC. If not, he's under contract with them at least. Um, how did that all come about for you joining Orange County from UCI? It, did you look at that pathway and think, hey, that that's that seems like a good pathway to go for me? Um, was there anything magical that happened to get you on this club? Or or, or how did that all come about? Yeah, so once our my collegiate season was over, uh, Yossi, my UCI head coach, he actually got me a trial here at Orange County. It was a two-day trial, so it was a Thursday, Friday. And Friday we had inner squad. And Richard, who was our coach at the time, uh, like the way I played. And that's when I got called to the game against Hamburg on Tuesday. So that was like my official trial. And I got to play one half and they loved the way I played. And Peter and Oliver, you know, offered me a contract in the parking lot right after the game. So I wasn't expecting to take the USL championship route, but I know I knew a lot about the USL, you know, teams. And of course the goal out of college is like, I want to get drafted. That was my goal ever since I entered college and, you know, being an Earthquakes player when I was uh, younger, when I grew up playing in the Earthquakes Academy and system like that, I was like, maybe I'll be able to get a homegrown contract. But unfortunately, it didn't go that way. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I was super, like, super pleased to be able to come to Orange County and just, you know, ball out and get a contract. So that was how my, you know, trial and everything worked out for me. And obviously very famous when uh, Mike Watts was making the call for that Hamburg match, you were known yeah. as trialist. Um, right. They didn't even want to give him the name of who you are. <laughs> I'm sure that was because they didn't want the world to know who was this guy that looks like a, a, a future uh, soccer star in the league or something like that, which is awesome. Props to the club for, for doing that. Um, how, how nice is it for a player like you, uh, you know, transitioning to UCI and then having these options um, it's not like there's only one route to go, like in the past, where it was you had to go to MLS. That was your dream if you right. wanted to play in the U.S. Now there's multiple options, whether it's USL, MLS, NISA. There's options for players. How awesome is that for a player like you as you're finishing your college career? Now you have these different paths you can look at, and um, how how uh, how nice is that? Let me guess. Uh, me it's, it's a great it's a great opportunity. I think the U.S. is doing something well. You know, having like many leagues as other countries does, but, you know, it's just a great opportunity. You start, you start somewhere, you know, and the end goal is like, for me, it's personally to make it to the MLS, but, you know, just knowing that I'm one step right behind the MLS playing the USL championship, I think having many leagues like that, just knowing that you would be able to move forward if you do well and, you know, have a good career. It's just, it's brilliant. I think it's really well done. And then just having like someone like a Danny Crisosimo that has shown that that's actually a proven pathway that you can make from UC Irvine to 
Orange County and then make it to the MLS? Is that something that like gives you excitement that you, you see that that actually can work that way? If you play and you work hard, you can actually get to that level. Is that something that entices a player like you or any other player coming out of college when they see that type of pathway for them through the U.S.? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Most most definitely. You know, just knowing that Danny was also a former UCI alum. Yeah, and just knowing that he was also in the USL championship playing for Orange County, played for Vegas Lights, and now he's at LAFC. I always look up to him as an idol. I wasn't able to play with him throughout college, but, you know, uh, Yossi gave me his contact information. We became really good friends, so we're in touch. So just knowing that, you know, he's kind of on the same route that I was, uh, it just gives me a lot of hope. Um, And, and then we all know you, you weren't originally a UCI a player you played, I believe. I, I can't remember where it was, so don't get mad at me. Let me know where yeah. did you play before UCI? Yeah, University of San Francisco, former Don okay. too. Yeah. So you you were up north. You were like closer to home, I believe, because you're from yeah. that area, right? What was it like this past weekend going to Oakland or Hayward, playing against Oakland Roots? How many uh, how many tickets did you have to comp or or buy <laughs> for your friends and family to come out to the match? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was able to get thirty. But there was definitely a lot more than 30 people. There were some people that I didn't even know were coming. So, you know, it was just, it was a blessing. Uh, you know, it was my parents' first time able, like, to be able to see me playing as a professional. They haven't came to an Orange County game here at home. But it was a blessing, you know, seeing all my friends and family that support my goals and dreams, just being out there and enjoying watching me play. Um, so we have some uh, some fans. I'm, 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 Nathan, I'll let you ask a question, and then we'll get to some of these fan questions. So, Nathan, what do you what, what question do you have for uh, for Ashish? Yeah, sure. Hey, Ashish. So, um, I said that you are two months into your first real season of soccer, first special season. Is there everything that you wish it was hope? I mean, like, I know the results haven't been that great yet, but like, is there everything that you, you hope it will be, or like, there's something that you want to want to accomplish this year at least? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, the results aren't there yet, so. You know, come kind of in the slum, just knowing that it's my first professional season. But definitely, what I expected. You know, the level, the quality, the players from all over the country, all over the world. You know, everything is much faster. And like players like uh, Danny Pedersen, you know, Kyle Scott, all these like players that played in higher leagues. You know, just using them as an idol. You know, using them as a mentor just really helps me like build into my game. So, yeah, I think it's everything I would want it to be. Well done. <laughs> um, so we have uh, Brad is typically a member of our show, but unfortunately he had uh, more important things to uh, to handle tonight. Um, so he had a question for you, and we put it on the screen here. Uh, so the question is coming to OC. Did you expect to be playing such a pivotal uh, pivotal role so quickly, um, or was this uh, a surprise to you? Um, you know, just going into any team for me, I was you know just knowing what my talent is, and you know playing under Yossi, you know, and he helped me become the player I am today. Um, I kind of expect being a pivotal role, but I, then I also, you know, forget that, you know, this is the professional environment. This is people with, this is what they do for a living. So I was just, uh, I don't know. I was kind of iffy about it, but in the preseason when I was in the starting lineup for some games, I was like, yeah, maybe I'm going to be a good, a good, strong player. That's going to be playing every game, but, uh, I didn't play the first game, but it makes sense because it was the debut game. But after that, after I came out my, on my debut, Played my first professional USL championship game. I thought I had the ability to start and keep playing. And after that, I just I felt like I was a really good player, good enough to actually be in the uh, starting eleven squad. Yeah. Uh, is there a player on the club that, or a player or players on the club that have sort of uh, that you feel like have given you some great advice or that have taken you under their 
their wing and and sort of helped mentor you or or teach you how to be a professional and how to get to your goals, achieve your goals? Yeah, definitely. Like like I said, like the players I played from other countries, mostly like um, I'll say Danny Pedersen, our captain, you know, he's, he's and he's a midfielder. So that's someone that I really look up to. I feel like he's just mentored me, took me under his wing and just he understands the game. He's such an experienced player. So just learning from him is like it's super it's super important for me. So, yeah, I feel like Danny Pedersen is that guy that I like really look up to. Awesome. And we, we, we always hear, you know, obviously because there, there's a, a great range of ages for players There's some young players or older players. And we always learn that there's always these little, you know, groups that sort of just sort of bond, become more, you know, closer on the team. Who are, who are some of those players that you're, uh, that you've grown some great relationships with on this team friendships with that you, you might hang out with outside of uh, training and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. My roommates, which is Kyle Scott and Colin, and uh, Thomas is another good one. And uh, and like you said, the youngers, like, like Ali, Brady, Brady. Uh, Bryce, Joey, I'm really close with the youngers as well. And Milan, Milan, awesome. of we course, have- Milan, the Lossy <laughs> brothers, almost everybody, to be honest. Awesome. We have another question from a listener, Christopher, um, you know, asking, playing for OC, is the play different um, from what you played at UCI? And what's the biggest difference that you've seen? Um, playing for OC uh, compared to UCI? Right. Well, in the beginning of the season playing for OC, I felt like we were very direct. And uh, with the players that we have and the player that I am, I felt like that we're, well, me, I'm a very possession-based player. I like to have the ball. I like to be on the ball. Um, But yeah, playing for OC in the beginning of the season before Coach Morton became the head coach, I felt like we were very direct and very long ball type of team with no buildup. And now seeing that, Coach Morton is more of a possession-based coach. I felt like our team is – well, the stats show that we've been passing a lot more. So, just know, I feel like we're on a good route right now. Like we're possession-based teams, possession-based players, and we're doing we're, – I think that's the type of player I would be – would want to be in with the OC. So, I feel like we're doing pretty well now. Thank you, dear. Nathan, do you have any other questions uh, for Ashish? I don't want to hog all the question time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like – um. Have you found any like cool restaurants to eat at? Like, what's like your go-to spot to hang out with if you're not training or at home? Well, definitely the beaches because the beaches in SoCal are <laughs> uncomparable compared to, uh, you know, NorCal. We don't have beaches like Laguna Beach, Newport Beach. So definitely the beaches of a couple places. And food-wise, honestly, Canes because there's not many Canes in uh, NorCal. So yeah, I would say Canes is like a a spot that I would go to a lot if like being in SoCal. I think you you may upset some people because I think there's people that don't like Canes because they don't offer ranch. I I think that's like people get <laughs> mad that they don't have ranch at Canes, but they they don't know that sauce is an amazing sauce, right? Yeah. Um, is it is there maybe a local Orange County business, whether it's a coffee shop or restaurant or something that you just you love that you 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 want to give a shout out to? Uh, to help support a local business or oh yeah for sure kava kava is something that we don't have in norcal and kava you talk about like, like the like the mediterranean subway style right where you go in right right get all the yeah. good stuff on there oh i love right. that place yeah. i love yeah. that place yeah kava uh, it's is one of my favorites brilliant yeah <laughs> um let me ask you this I, i'm a huge music fan um obviously my my handle is dj race more i used to dj uh if you opened up i don't know if you use spotify apple music whatever but if you opened it up right now and you in, in you open up what song would be on your uh what would be on the queue right now playing right now it would probably be a little baby 
you know, you're not the first player to say little baby. I, I think yeah. we've heard that that in the past. I, I unfortunately, I don't listen to little baby, so I, I don't know too much about it. But maybe you can educate that uh, that on us. You can educate us on that in the new yeah. year. Do you have a pump up song before matches, or is it little baby, or do you have like something that like is a like a pattern, like a pump up song that you get before a match? That yeah, you definitely, to? definitely, just any little baby song and NBA Youngboy as well. Yeah, those are my go to artists. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> and then if you had to go out karaoke, what would be your karaoke song? Obviously, I don't think they have little baby or NBA Youngboy yeah. on the karaoke list. What would be the song that you'd be singing at the karaoke uh, joint uh, if you if you had to if you were forced to get up there? Probably like a Bruno Mars song. Bruno Mars, which, which uh, would it be a slower or more like Uptown Funk? What, like, what, what would you something into? like, yeah, I mean, depends on like the, the scenario, but if definitely like Uptown Funk. Yeah. That's always, that, that's a good one. That's yeah, a great Bruno sure. Mars song, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I, ha- I have to ask this question because Dylan's not here, but this is a question he has asked every guest from the club that has come on. Um, and the question is, what is your favorite vegetable? And how do you prepare it? How do you cook it? Ooh, I would have to say, oh, that's tough. Probably asparagus. Asparagus. And, and, and how I do you like to it. cook your asparagus? Yeah, I'll either, you know, put it on the fry pan, just like uh, steam it or air fry it, honestly. You know, I, I just caught on to air fryers like six months ago, and it's like the greatest thing ever. I it's love it. the best it. thing invented. It makes it's things so easy. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. I cook everything uh, in there. <laughs> um, what are your hopes? Uh, what, what are you looking maybe into the future here with this club? Let's look two months down the road. Um, you, in your sort of dream scenario or, or your realistic scenario, let's go realistic. What do you, where do you expect Orange County? Are, are we going to see a different Orange County two months down the road? Because I get it. Changing a style of play is difficult mid-season and you guys have only had a couple weeks to do make some changes right two months down the road after you've had some time to really work on some of these changes what can fans expect to see out of orange county yeah definitely you know being a playoff spot uh, i believe it's top eight and i'll hopefully we're, we're top four out of the top eight um like you know just playing against san diego which are which was our first game with coach morton you know just saying how many passes we come we made and how threatful we were and, you know, just luck wasn't on our side. You know, we lost to one, but I felt like we created so many opportunities. Just knowing that if we keep that same attitude, the same belief and the same place, I definitely believe that we could be a playoff team and be a top four team. Awesome. Any last comments you have for any of our listeners, either listening live or that are going to be listening to the podcast version of this in the near future? Uh, You know, just don't stop believing in us. We're going to do everything we can on the pitch and, Hopefully we'll make it all the way to, you know, as far as possible with a top four spot, top eight spot. But yeah, just don't stop believing. And then uh, can you teach us how do we do a proper zot, 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 Mr. UCI? Yeah, so it's basically these two fingers and you have like the little antler. So you got to bring the thumb back a little bit and it's just zot, zot, zot. There we go. Um, if you want to follow Ashish on Twitter, there's his Twitter handle on the screen at legend underscore Ashish. Uh, Ashish. Great. I mean, awesome. First time on our show. We hope to hear from you soon. Hopefully we'll have you back on. We can uh, talk to you when the club's uh, getting a little bit more wins under their belts and, and it's a little bit more exciting uh, stuff to talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, midfielder for Orange County, Ashish Shada. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You thank too. you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Awesome. I'm um, having Ashish on the show. I mean, it, you know, you get all these different players. Ashish, man, he's like comfortable um, answering these questions. He's just like nice and simple. Didn't, didn't have to think too hard. I love it. 
um, sounds like a really great guy. And, and I love like that. He's this confidence and not just himself, but the team that we're going to see something two months from now, we're going to see a team that's fighting for playoff spots. Um, if not even more on that, which is awesome to hear. Um, and for those of you that, uh, that we're talking about having seen, haven't seen much change Ashish, uh, he didn't bring like the proof of his stats, but he's letting you know, Hey, there's better pass numbers and there's better possession numbers coming from this club. So maybe we are just not noticing the change uh, that we're talking about. Um, for Orange County to start a run, maybe this is the the week to do so. They got two matches against some tough mat, uh, tough teams. The first one is just what forty eight hours less than forty eight hours away um, against Sacramento, who is first in the West. Nathan, uh, are we? Uh, how, how excited are we about this match? Um, maybe they could pull off an upset. I mean, with Republic who are good on both ends of the side. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen way bigger upsets turn out. So like, you know, just, it's a midweek game. Anything to happen. So. Anything is possible, right? Any possible. <laughs> and, and we look at it, right? Sacramento is the only team in the league that has not lost a match in the league. So that's yep. maybe Orange County could be that first team to give them the loss, right? That'd be awesome. Um, we, we got to talk about this because we, we didn't really talk about it after the last match, but we got to get into some predictions. Uh, do you have any last thing to say about Sacramento? Do you Have you looked into Sacramento and what to expect out of them? Un- unfortunately, we don't have a Sacramento um, expert on here, uh, but is there any um, anything you, you think Orange County can do to pull that upset off? Yeah, so I think, to, to be honest, you have to store – you have to store something at least because – They've drawn a few times against. Well, we we checked out like they drew against uh, teams like San Antonio, who are good. They smoked Louisville, but like Charleston. So that this is probably gonna be the biggest test of the season, and it's gonna probably not end up. I want to, but if we can keep it within a one goal game, I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, what Sacramento's only given up three goals all yeah. season. Um, they're top in the league for that, and Orange County's given up eighteen. They're they're second from the bottom. I'm the only team to give up more goals than them is Hartford this season. Um, yeah, if you if you could score against Sacramento, you're giving yourself a good shot, right? That, that great analysis there. I like it, Nathan. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, let's let's look at. We're gonna make predictions on this. Uh, we're gonna pull up our prediction sheet here and. I don't know because we don't have Brad here right now. I don't know if it's open for people to put their picks in. But once it is open, if you go check it, we'll put in our picks for this. We're going to make predictions for this match. And then we have to talk about Phoenix and make some quick predictions for that. But you won't be able to do your Phoenix predictions, I don't think, until after. I don't know. I don't know how the thing works. Brad would have to tell us, and he's not here. Uh, Maybe you can make both predictions right now. Um, But let's talk about, look at the scores right there. Um, I'm still in last for the on-air team. And. Uh, Nathan, you're part of that written uh, writing team, and you're right there with you and uh, Jenks are the top two there. But it's a really close battle there. Look at all of you. Um, and there's our community. Look at that. Uh, we got tw- who's got 22 points. I can't even read that. It's so small. That's Kayvon. I apologize. Kayvon, uh, Kayvon look at that. 22 points is like the person running away with points on this so far. Um, what is your prediction for the game against Sacramento? Um, my heart says, well, one, one draw, but my brain says we're going to lose 
three nil. I think it's going to be definitely learning experience for Carlson for players. So yeah, I mean it's just it's going to happen. I think a loss. So no, no, obviously you don't have to pick a goal scorer for Orange County because nope. you're predicting that we're scoring zero goals. Hey, I'm going to go two zero Orange County. Um, I usually like to have someone make a random pick from me, but hey, I'm going to try and be smart this week. So I'm going to do two zero Orange County and the first goal scorer for Orange County is going to be Ashish because he joined the show for us today. So he will be our first, the first goal scorer for the club this weekend against Sacramento. Um, so quick turnaround from Oakland to Sacramento and then Sacramento to Phoenix. Luckily, those two games are at Championship Soccer Stadium. So um, you don't have the the worries of travel, at least between the Phoenix, I mean, between the Sacramento and Phoenix match. Um, but Phoenix is always an interesting match. They tend to have a lot of play, uh, fans drive out for the matches against Orange County. They they like to claim that this is their second home stadium, um, although they've had like five home stadiums in Phoenix. So I don't know like how things work on that. Um, if you're looking at these two matches, Sacramento, Phoenix, is Phoenix the one maybe that you're focusing on that Orange County can realistically get the win, Nathan? Or do you think um, it's going to be just as difficult against Phoenix? I mean, to be honest, I think we actually have a better chance of at least earning a draw. Or, I mean, I think we'd win first Phoenix. We we seem to have had their, their number past couple of years, which sounds crazy to say, but like, I think I think we gave them. I think we gave them the last one of our last wins was versus them, and last season away was the end that we should have won, but we drew because of just stupid mistakes. Late, late that game. So I think for the Phoenix game, I will say a 2-1 OC victory, and I will copy you in saying that Chatham will get us first. Um, is there anything about Phoenix that scares you? Um, to be honest, I my Phoenix knowledge this year is not the greatest. I haven't had the chance to research them for a pregame. But um, no, I think... I think they're a little bit improved from last year, but this is not the same Phoenix team that was dominating the league back in 2018, 2019, even 2020. So I think we'll pull out a much needed victory on Saturday. Awesome. Um, And we see some of your predictions coming through. Make sure you put those into the uh, fancy uh, Google form that Brad created so we can get an official record of that for everyone. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't really paid much attention to Phoenix. And as you're looking at, uh, the table, Phoenix is sitting in eighth. Uh, they're only five points ahead of Orange County. Um, oh no, sorry. Uh, not five, uh, seven points ahead of Orange County on the table. Uh, but I I think Orange County always at least sort of comes to those matches against Phoenix. Um, all, even though we have changes of players and stuff like that, I feel like just, they know that this is like a big match against Phoenix. It's, it's one of those things just like San Diego has become for us as well. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be energetic and I'm hoping we're going to get a second victory in a row. Um, and six points this week for orange County, uh, orange County is going to beat Phoenix four, two. Uh, and who is going to be the first goal scorer on this one? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Milan. Milan's going to be the first goal scorer against Phoenix, um, in this match. Um, Again, make sure you put in your picks for this uh, so we can get that. Uh, let's do this. Let's start wrapping some things up here. We'll get into some random thoughts. If you have any random thoughts, Nathan, 
Um, this is your chance to do so. It could be soccer related. It could be non-soccer related. Um, yeah. What's your random thought? I mean, this probably be podcast related, but is this really our 200th episode? This really is it really the official is. 200th episode. We've done like, we don't count like those special pregame um, at the stadium episodes as, as like numbered episodes. Those are sort of special episodes, but this is uh, officially our 200th like weekly episode, or at least, you know, consistent episode that we do on a certain night. Um, we did have like three or four uh, sort of soft launch episodes that were like preview episodes of what the show would be like. But yeah, this is officially episode number 200. Um, and come a month from now, we're going to be, we started in 2018. It's now 2023. So it'll be our fifth year uh, celebration in, in, in just about a month, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I know a lot of uh, USL and soccer podcasts have come and gone during our time that we've done this. Uh, we're still alive and kicking. And I like to say we're, we're doing even better than we ever had done. We have more contributors. We have more people that actually are listening live and commenting with us. Um, so it's really a, an awesome thing. And thanks to thanks to all of y'all that listen and support and talk to us and engage with us because that's a big help to uh, keep us excited about doing this. Um, especially when there's a, a couple tough seasons uh, and the team is struggling, it's sometimes hard to to get on and do this. So, um, thank you so much for everyone that has helped support the podcast for 200 episodes now. <laughs> Did you have anything else, Nathan, or was that your your random uh, thought on this? I think uh, I mean, like that was the main one. Can't think of anything else. No, I'd say definitely. You know, I've only been here about four of those 200 episodes, but like you know, I don't say. Well done to you guys. Good job to our team on, on production, writing, everyone around. Just good job. We've come a long way, but there's still uh, a lot more to do. Yes, we, we have come a long way. We're still growing. We're still learning how to do this thing and make this thing um, seem more professional than than we actually are. But um, for my Renathon, I'm a, you know, because Dylan's not here, I feel like, and Dylan hasn't done this in a while, I'm going to do like a book. Uh, thing. I'm not going to recommend it. I'm just going to let you all know what I'm reading right now. Um, I did have a work conference a, a couple weeks back and there was uh, like the final speaker of the conference, uh, Heather McGee. She came up and spoke and it was just a really amazing um, um, topic. And and she was just really amazing speaker and, and um, really engaged uh, and got people's attention. Um, so her book is The Sum of Us and it is uh, What Racism Cost Everyone and How We Can Prosper Together. Um, so I'm, I've just started the book um, based off of, again, seeing her at a, at a conference and just being really interested in it. So I will read the book. I will let you know um, what my thoughts are. If you want to ever talk to me off, off camera, obviously this isn't an economics uh, podcast, so I don't want to bore everyone. But uh, yeah, if anyone ever wants to know, in a, in a, I don't know how long it's going to take me to read because I don't read things. You know, I have a short attention span, so I'll read like for 30 minutes or 10 minutes and move on and uh, but if anyone wants to know, uh, let me know. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done reading, and you can ask me what my thoughts are on that. Um, <laughs> there we go. I guess for anyone that was participating in episode 200, you get a, a free high five uh, from Andy the drummer at Wednesday Wednesday's game. You have to be at Wednesday's game to get that free high five, though. Um, I like it. Andy's trying to get people to come out to the match on a <laughs> midweek match, which is always difficult to do. Um, I want to thank everyone involved with uh, the podcast, not just for tonight's podcast, Nathan, obviously, Andy, but anyone that contributes to our podcast, whether it's the written side or the uh, podcast on-air talent. I want to thank all of you all for all the hard work 
200 episodes, like Nathan mentioned. Also, our guest tonight, Ashish, uh, awesome guest. Definitely uh, hoping to have him back on because, man, I, I want to learn more about uh, about his path and where he's hoping to get to uh, and and how things are going you know, with the club and trainings and practices and all that. Uh, and obviously, again, everyone that's listening to the uh, podcast, either in the live uh, video formats that we do or if you listen to it later on, thank you for doing so. Uh, make sure you go on our website to read anything that Nathan uh, or any of our other writers have been uh, writing. They've been doing a great job of doing uh, previews, recaps, and then even some specialty articles here and there. So it's awesome um, if you have some time um, and you want to stop working for 10, 15 minutes and read what we have to say on there. Awesome job on there. Um, as always, thank you for listening. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.